Welcome back, everybody, to Who's Your Band? Uh, joining me today, as always, my co-host, Mr. Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? Happy Valentine's Day, Jeffrey, you sweet boy. You're even wearing red to celebrate today. Yes, I'm wearing it for you. you know, yes, I, just like my face is red, your shirt is red. That's that's what it's about. Love your backdrop. I don't know if, if uh, anyone has seen this new backdrop yet since you, you've moved into the new place, but... I love that Bowie picture. Isn't it amazing? Awesome. I love it, it too. Is. This is the temporary. This is the temporary setup until the podcast studio is finished sometime next month. After that, you will see my glorious face behind me. That's that is going to be a double shot of Sean Morton. What could you What could you ask for in life? I don't know if our audience can handle it. But I speaking, know. but speaking of glorious, and speaking, you know what? Our our guest today is off you know sure we've been doing this for over a year now this is yep. our first returning guest and i gotta tell you if there was gonna be one person that i wanted to return it was this gentleman because this is one of the most fun episodes i had with you know obviously it's it's hard working with you but when i have good guests on the show um it makes uh, me dealing with your miserable uh miserableness a lot easier and uh pat dixon was one of my favorite guests so far and i'm glad to have him back for a second time Right, so from the New York City Crime Report, we welcome in comedian Pat Dixon. How are you, Pat? Very good, thanks. I'm, I'm honored to be back. I can't believe I'm your first returning guest after all this time. You've really uh, spread the ball around, haven't you? We're we trying spread, to. We spread the ball around. Yes, it's a, that's a good uh, analogy. But today is it's, it's kind of like a special episode. Uh, besides it being Valentine's Day, we're not going to do best love songs. No, what we're going to talk about really is uh, last week, the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame came out. So let's talk about who's on the ballot for the first time. And then we'll also get into like, who is not in the Rock and Hall of Fame? And should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So there's 14 people on this year's induction list. And uh, I got to tell you, there's one I never heard of. I'm not going to lie. And in my opinion, there's only two guarantees that are going in on this list. All right, let's let's start with that. Let's start with your guarantees because I have a feeling your guarantees and my guarantees uh, may be different. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'm very happy to see uh, one of my favorite bands that's uh, nominated for the first time is the Foo Fighters, and I, I guarantee you they are a lock uh, as a first ballot uh, entry into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think they're just. Uh, you know, some people, you know, worship the ground they walk on. Some people think they're just a great band. I, I personally think Dave Grohl is is the last, you know, the last rock star alive right now until the next generation comes along. And, you know, they've had an amazing career. They've only had one or two dud albums over the last 25 years. And I think he's going to be one of the youngest uh, double inductees once he makes it in, too. I think he's only like 49 or so. So I think he's going to be one of the, I think he's the youngest, if not Michael Jackson, but I think they definitely deserve uh, to go in on the first ballot. And surprisingly, this is going to shock you, Jeffrey. I think the only other lock to go in is Jay-Z. Yes, I don't agree with it. Now, listen, I don't agree with it, but I think because of the clout that he has in the music industry, uh, in the rap world, you know, he do, he, he really has uh, put out a real great catalog of music. Uh, it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't hurt that he's married to a very hot wife. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I, I really hate to say it. I mean, I would rather have like three or four other people on here as a, as my lock, but I think that Jay-Z is definitely going in on the first ballot too. Um, I got to disagree with you on both of them. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I, not that the Foo Fighters aren't worthy of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just don't think they're their first ballot lock. I mean, what have they done that's been special? You know, I mean... It, in this climate here, I mean, we're, we're rock fans, so we want them to carry the torch for rock. But I think overall in music, I, I don't say they're a good band. I don't, I don't think they've done anything special. And Jay, listen, this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jay Z, I, I have I have a big problem with this. You know, I, he he if it was the Music Hall of Fame, if it was the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, I'd say yeah, he absolutely should be in. But in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I'm not I'm not really. I think there are other people on this list that deservingly should go in beforehand. And I'll give you a couple. I think one Devo should be in before the Foo Fighters, just because they were like kind of like the first like pop art type of band. They didn't take themselves too seriously. Um, they are around around the same time with Kraftwerk, but they're a little bit more poppy. Um, I also think the Go-Go's have to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know how they're not in at this point. And I would just, agree with that. And they're just being brought up for the first time. I think it is a gross, gross oversight that Iron Maiden isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for what they've done for, for heavy metal music. Uh, I think heavy metal music is, is completely uh, unrepresented in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then if I'm going to put another guarantee in there right now i'm probably gonna have to go with uh todd rudgren more as a producer than an artist pat what do you think uh you know look i don't disagree about the Foo fighters being you know having a pretty good shot i mean you know the kurt cobain connection there with with the Foo fighters doesn't help i mean it doesn't hurt rolling stone so i could see you know i think if you're going to bet on it i think sean is right but I think, you know, if we're doing what's the right thing here, I mean, they can go in the second, third uh, time. And I think there are more deserving candidates. So, guys, I'm sorry. Well, people are they're, they're afraid of hurting feelings and stuff, too. So Jay-Z, you know, uh, is, a, is a politically correct sort of a choice. You know I mean, like, uh, who would say no to Jay-Z on anything right now? You know, it seems like uh, the answer is yes everywhere for him. So, I mean, you know, the New York Dolls are up. I don't know if it's their first, uh, if, if it's their first nomination or not, but I, I, to me, they're the best band on the list. If you're going to have, a, a, you know, a Hall of Fame, and then they certainly belong in it. I mean, they they were huge in uh, in influence, you know, if not, I mean, they, maybe they didn't sell as many records as, you know, some of the other people on the uh, on the list. But uh, to me, they're by far, far and away the best band on the list. Uh, uh, and I'd like to see them. But I, as far as a lot goes, I mean, who knows? I'm always out of step with that kind of stuff. Yeah. See, I think the reason the Food Fighters are definitely going in first is I don't know if you guys have ever seen them live, number one. Um, there's very few bands that can put out a three to three and a half hour live set, which is what they do every single concert that they put out. They don't bring an opening act out anymore. They just go out there at eight o'clock and they're out there till 11, 1130 because their catalog is so deep and they're doing 30, 35 songs every single night. Uh, they That's just put, 
It, it really is. And I, I sold them, I think it was a couple of years ago, three, two or three years ago, I sold them like five times over the summer. And every, and that was when he had the, the throne where he had the broken leg. He would have broken leg sitting down. He was rocking out and he had the whole place completely jumping the whole time. Uh, they just I did see out. the Foo Fighters just once. Uh, if I if I can mention, I, I saw them once open for Bob Dylan, and they did like a like a softer kind of acoustic set. It's still entertaining. Oh yeah, uh, they're, they're in, great in acoustic venue and situation. Absolutely, so, and they just put uh, out a new album. The only time I saw them, left. they put out a new album Friday. Uh, it's called uh, Medicine at Midnight. And Jeff, you I think Pat, you would actually like this album too. It is a very very seventies throwback album. And every time I hear it, I think of like a Thin Lizzy or a Super Tramp and sometimes even like little Bay City Rollers in there, too. Uh, but they also throw in some like stuff like the Killers and Motorhead on the album. It's, it's a really, really solid record. Uh, can we just talk about some of the names that should not even be on this list? Sure. To start Mary J. Blige. Can we just not even mention her anymore for the rest of the episode? I mean, after- I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Mary J. Blige, but, I, you know, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, no. I don't get it. No, Chaka Khan. Same thing with me. I like Chaka Khan too, but for the Rock and Roll of Fame, I don't see no. it. And I don't, what's a fellow cootie? Uh, it, it's an African act. And oh, passed, yeah. And, and, he, and he passed away. So oh. you know, they, they have to throw it in there. Also, I want to throw in there, if you, you know, for what Pat said about uh, what well, you got to do, or I think one of you guys said about, because about you know if you got to you know do the politically correct thing you got to throw Jay Z in there I'd rather put LL Cool J over um, Jay Z because at least Jay Z did remember he did that uh, unplugged thing and he did it with a live rock band he did mm-hmm. kind of uh, at one time fuse a little bit of rock and roll with rap Jay Z never did that I, mean, I guess what you're gonna do maybe his collaboration with um, Lincoln Park. I would go Jay-Z over LL Cool J personally. I think he's done more. LL, you know, LL's kind of been out of the game for 15, 20 years, probably since he's been an actor. You know what I mean? Jay-Z at least is, is still consistently putting out music. You know, whether it's not, if it's not our favorite genre, yeah, I get it. But, you know, for the, for the, for the culture that he, you know, plays to, He's very, very important. He's considered one of the greatest rappers of all but time. But we're talking the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I That's understand the that. Title of, but of I get that. But Rock the title means nothing. And in theory, the Hall of Fame means nothing too. But it it really doesn't mean anything anymore. Once they started putting pop stars and rappers and even country people. I mean, look, Johnny Cash is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame too. And he's a 95% predominantly country act. Does he belong in there too? No. Then, then rename it the Music Hall of Fame. But well, it's- well I, I disagree with you on Johnny Cash because you know Johnny Cash uh, started out in the in the rock and roll era, and he's, you know he was one of the founding uh, dudes of, of that of that time. You know, talking about late fifties, mid fifties, and uh, he, he pioneered a certain sound. That, you know, I, I think that he would belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just because of his history. I mean, but you know, he might have been more. Uh, of a country flavor, you know, eventually, but he did have a rock and roll attitude that that carried through his entire career. Even the last couple of albums that he did, you know, he was re-recording things like Hurt by uh, Nine Inch Nails and uh, a variety of, of these kind of songs. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, even by virtue of those American recordings albums, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I have I have no problem with Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, all being in, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I but I do have a, a problem with when you when you take uh, just blatant 
uh, hip hop artists that have no connection to rock and roll. I don't think they're, I don't think it's rock and roll. I'm not saying that they're not good. I mean, they're, they're good, uh, you know, and if it was called the Music Hall of Fame, I'm fine with it. But when I think when you talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I need to see some type of connection to rock and roll. Yeah, um, so that's it. what, and like I think, like, you know, how do you not have the Go Go's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they kind of were like, they're really one of the first, you know, one of the first, you know, because the Runaways aren't in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either. Right. But when we talk about like, you know, inspiring. Well, yeah. and, and along with the commercial success as well. I mean, the Go-Go's yeah. had a lot more commercial su success than the uh, than the Runaways. I think the Go-Go's, you know, really are deserving to be in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame. Who else do you think shouldn't be on who on this list? You don't think should be? Uh, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, would you say, say Dionne Kate, Warwick? Kate Bush and Dionne Warwick, maybe? Kate, if Kate Bush was a baseball player, you know, we'd be we'd be talking about... Um, Maggie Sasser. Matt, I was a little bit better than Mackie Sasser. Uh, someone who maybe made like one all-star game appearance, you know? Uh, yeah. She, yeah. Mike Pagliarulo. Mike Pagliarulo would be perfect. Yes, Mike Pagliarulo would be a, be a, a perfect analogy. No, she's not a, a rock and roll Hall of Famer. Um, it, this is a little misleading. Carol King, she's already inducted as a performer, and this nomination is as a songwriter. That's bullshit. If you're in once, you're in once, for Christ's sake. I think she should be in as, as a songwriter as well. I mean, she wrote some of the all-time great, you know, pop and rock, uh, you know, not rock and roll, but rock songs. You know, you know, the problem with the Go-Go's was it's the same thing that happened with Joan Jett is that people forgot about them. And Joan Jett, when uh, I went to the, whole, the induction in Brooklyn when Nirvana was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and when she filled in for Kurt Cobain on Smells Like Teen Spirit, it kind of brought her back into like their... Uh, line of sight i think and then the next year she was nominated and inducted same thing with the go-go's i think that the reason why they were kind of just forgotten about and then uh that documentary came out last year uh on showtime which was very successful and it was a great documentary i think they kind of pushed them back into the limelight and that's kind of the reason why they got nominated this time but i agree i i i think they should absolutely be in I think it should absolutely be an Iron Maiden. I mean, as you as you know, Jeff, as well. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. I've always been for years. It's been under my skin that bands like them and Judas Priest. And even though I don't like them personally, like Deep Purple, why they're not in the in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is mind blowing. No sense. But uh, I think that that that's another one that people have just been constantly bashing the Hall of Fame for for neglecting them. You know, this is a band that that plays every country in the in on the globe at some point. I mean, they play Africa for Christ's sake and they sell out. These people have no food yet. They're buying a friggin' Iron Maiden ticket. You know what I mean? They're they're a global, global band who sells out hundreds of thousands of people a show. I don't understand what the whole issue was for them being neglected for so long, but I think that they're kind of just thrown on on this nominee list, and I don't think they're gonna get it. Because they only do about five or six per uh, per year. Six, seven the most, but I don't think that they make it this year. And it sucks because I think they just, they did it with Bon Jovi too. You can't deny Bon Jovi's not the greatest band in the world, but they write catchy tunes and they've sold hundreds of millions of records. And they threw they're them on. Eligible for the rock. They are definitely, you know, I know they're in and deservingly so. But I think when you, when you break it down to what they mean to the genre of music, and this does qualify as rock and roll, yeah. Iron Iron Maiden. When you when you talk about a Mount Rushmore of heavy metal bands, this is a band that's on there. 
Oh, absolutely. So if you're going to have Metallica in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you got to have Iron Maiden in the Hall of Fame. That's uh, that, that's, oh, that's I, true. I, and also another uh, group that I think is probably probably a little overlooked and I think will eventually or should eventually get in is Rage Against the Machine. I think yeah. I think they were the the band of the 90s. They were political, they were rock and roll, they 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 fused uh, genres. I think they were I, The thing I about this horse shit uh Hall of Fame thing is that they only they usually only put one monster name first. You know, they always have like one monster name going in as like the headline of the of the class. Right. Uh, I think the Foo Fighters are that for this for this class, and I think Rage does it next year because next year is a big one too. I think it's like Dave Matthews is is up for next year. I think. Ugh. I know, but people like him. My, my friends Chris and Christine have seen them like two hundred and ten times. It's law. That's lawyer music. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it's guys like who wear khakis on a casual Friday and like you know they, let, let's relax with a couple of ultras and they play. Dave Matthews in the background. I always I say that these guys, sucks. these are the guys in the parking lot that have the flip flops with the bottle opener on the bottom of them. <laughs> Pat, you ever see those? No, <laughs> I haven't seen that. Pat, what do you think? About uh, the question originally was uh, who shouldn't be on the list. And I'm going to say again, Dionne Warwick. I don't get it. Uh, that why she's, uh, I, I suppose, the uh, wall of sound and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I don't care about her as a rock was and roll she, act was, at was all. Was she even produced by Phil Spector? I remember she, she was kind of like a big protege uh, of uh, Burt Bacharach. Remember, he used to write a lot of her music and arrange a lot Burt of her stuff. Great, great rock and roller, Burt Bacharach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't get her being on the list, and yeah, you know, I, I love the Go Go's as well. I don't know. I mean, the Go Go's had a string of hits in the '80s that kind of defined the '80s, you know. But as, as well as any other band did, I, I would love to see them. And Devo uh, is one of my favorite bands from, especially their early stuff, which was, uh, you know, but they never really significantly altered their sound. You know, they were not a, they were not a big. Uh, they, they they were not they didn't have wide acceptance you know there at the beginning and you know they a couple of hits and I they I'm, I'm I like Devo a lot I think that they were doing something a lot of people didn't quite get I'd love to see them uh, get some kind of recognition but you know Mother's Bow went on to a huge career uh, you know uh, playing uh, music for uh, cartoons and stuff like that you know so it means like you can't cry too many tears for him early on man they were so super experimental their version of uh, Satisfaction was like a completely different take on the song and then they did i think kind of change their their um their songwriting a little bit when the song like whip it whip it became like unbelievably huge uh in in the 80s um what do you think about tina yeah. turner she's in with um ike uh you know uh, turning the uh, and, and the mm -hmm. review but she's now up for the first time as a solo artist oh i think hands down she belongs in the hall of fame hands down i mean you can't you I mean, she, she's had an amazing body of work, you know, even going back to after Ike, you know, up until probably the mid 90s, you know, she's kind of been out of it for a little while. But yeah, I, I think she absolutely goes in there bef way before Dion Warwick, uh, miles before Mary J. Blige and Kate Bush. I think if you put one broad in this uh, class, broad. you put you put Tina Turner in. Well, listen, it, go ahead. If Pat, you you want to say something? Yeah. I, I agree. If you put if, if there's one female that, that goes in, it would be Tina Turner. She said, I'm surprised. That, now, you said she's in there already with Ike, but uh, right. that stuff, she, you know, I think about Proud Mary, uh, all that kind of. I mean, that was a real 
yeah, they had a sound and and she's she's just been around, you know. She she taught Mick Jagger how to uh dance, I think, you know. I mean she's uh who important. had a who had a better solo career, Stevie Nicks or Tina Turner? Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I go I go I Stevie. Mean, it's, some, it's an interesting interesting yeah, different. uh to argue about yeah i mean like um because a lot of uh, a lot of her solo stuff stevie nicks was duets you know like a duet with don henley leather and lace duet with tom Petty, Stop dragging my heart around did you ever have a solo hit as big as what's love got to do with it oh yeah edge of 17 or simply the best really was it as oh yeah stand back Talk to me. Stand, stand back was a big hit <laughs> I just, I, Jeff, I just Jeff hates Stevie Nicks. I think what happened was when Jeff, you know, I don't know if you know this, Pat, but his one of his first jobs outside of uh, out of college, he worked for CBS Records in the in the A and R department. This is before he was in The Irishman, by the way. And I think that he kind of hit on Stevie Nicks one time, and she kind of bashed him. That's what I think because he's got some un, he's got some unbridled hatred for Stevie Nicks, and I don't I understand she, why. I just think she's incredibly overrated. And if we're going to put one female artist in there. I mean, how you guys are smart, okay? Explain to me how Pat Benatar is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at this point. There's a lot of people, Jeff, oh. who, are, who are just, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Some of them are on this list right now. I mean, you put Iron Maiden before Pat Benatar? I don't. I put Pat Benatar before and I put Iron Maiden in. I agree with you. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. A lot I of it's political. She was eligible last year, I think, for the first time, and I couldn't believe that she didn't get in. I think she has to get in this year. If anyone well, of these women get on it, before, it's it's a joke. It's a travesty. It's it is already a joke and a travesty. But this would this just furthers it. Right, let me read um, a couple of other guys who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Did Peter Frampton be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Peter Frampton had two good songs. I lost sound. Two good songs, Peter Frampton. That's it. Show me the way and baby, I love your way. Hmm. That's it. Frampton? Yeah. Well, Frampton kind of Comes Alive was the biggest selling album in, I mean, for a long time. Yeah, but look at the people who are buying Seemingly. it. He's my co-host. You know what I mean? They're not they're not smart music people. You know what I mean? I could see, I can see Jeff blasting an eight-track of Frampton Comes Alive and his like 82 T-top Camaro driving down freaking Highland Boulevard in Staten Island. And my far well, what's more rock and roll than that? Sound for a second. <laughs> what's more rock and roll than what you just described? Nothing. Well, he's also wearing a denim jacket at the same time while uh, having his feathered mullet waving in the wind. Yeah, You're just making it more and more rock and roll. Ario Speedwagon, yes. You know, it was a great Should Jethro Tull be. Yeah, I don't like Jethro Tull, but Jethro yes, they Tull do belong in. They do belong in. I just, I'm not a fan of them in the least bit, but yeah, they do belong in there. And that's the thing. You got to be impartial. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to pick your favorite people. You got to take a step back and see what they've contributed. Yeah, Jethro Tull is, in the, is a great band. I just have no love for them at all, but I know how much they con they've contributed to music in the last 45 years as well. So yeah, they belong in there. Plus, Jethro Tull also uh, has a sour taste in my mouth when they beat out Metallica for the Grammy. With the black album, that was black that, album. That's not that's not that fault. That's just that's the stupid Grammy uh, voters who who are, who are so out of touch with music and and and, and what and what people listen to. So it has nothing to do with Jethro Tull. Uh, yeah, Pat. Who is a stronger rock and roll? A stronger rock and roll flute, 
than Jeff Rotel. Nobody, but maybe Chicago. Oh God! Don't get me started. That's <laughs> fucking banned. Please. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ugh. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I will tell you, you know, when you have a band like Chicago that has 37 members in it, it is very painful to watch the induction ceremony. Because when I went to see Nirvana get inducted, the E Street Band was also inducted by themselves. Yeah, on their own, not even with Bruce Springsteen on their own. And I'm a huge Bruce fan, and I wanted to fucking kill myself because they took an hour and 15 minutes. You saw the abridged version. At the when if you watched on HBO, if you were there in person, each one took like 15 minutes. It was the long yeah, idea what Gary Tennant has to say. Everybody was filing out to go get beers and take a piss. Yeah, I swear to god, half the place was empty when they were talking. It was it was just very, very strange. Let me give you a couple of other names of, of guys who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh Joe Kaka is not in the Rock and Roll Hall hmm. of Fame. Grand Funk mm. Railroad, not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Ber- Bernie Taupin, the lyricist uh, for Elton John, is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I think all three of these artists who I just brought up should all be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you like Joe Cox I mean, you- because of half of his name? I do. Yeah, yes, I, I just think it'd be fun and it'll be funny just to say Joe Cock and then they should cut it off at, at the end. But now, how, how does Elton John get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yet Bernie Taupin doesn't? Because I think it's about the performer first before the songwriter. That's a, they're, 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 they're together. They, you know, you don't have Elton John. Elton John isn't in. You don't have these songs without Bernie Taupin. Uh, it makes is no it really sense. about the songs? I mean, I, I suppose it, arguably it is. But I mean, there's a songwriter. You know, I mean, he's just a lyricist as well, right? Isn't he just yeah. a lyricist? Yes, he's just a lyricist. I mean, there's a songwriter's hall of fame, which I think is great. I'm, I'm sure he's probably in there. I think he's, he's in it well. already. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he is. He has to be. I mean, you know, there's there's got. But there is a category for songwriters, Sean. Just like there are for ex- record executives. So, yeah, I don't so get when that it comes, either. why did well, have a the, record the, executive? Yeah, the people who've who've done something you know influential or or, or turn the rec, you know the record industry around. Um, how about Meatloaf? Why isn't Meatloaf in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Because Meatloaf put out one good album and then one yeah, good song yeah. on another album, and that's it. No, oh, bad out of health. Uh, but, uh, but when you say one good, good if, well, one good album, think about one good album. That's well, it's an amazing album. Almost all these, than almost all these people do. Bad well, out of health. True. I mean, geez. You know, Huge, I mean, it's an amazing huge, album. influential. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an I amazing think it's, album, it's more but after than that, that, he really only had one big song, you know, uh, mm-hmm. off the Bad Out of Hell too. I mean, you really can't even without that. Which a great song. Well, even, too. even without that, I think I think one great rock album should be enough to get abandoned. For well, sure, Sex Pistols. Look at the Sex Pistols. They only had one album and they made it in. Then if they, see if they're in. And explain then again. Explain to me how Thin Lizzy isn't in. True, very true. And I, I'm late to the game with Thin Lizzy. I can't lie. I uh, I always knew like you know the boys are back in town. That's all I knew. And then uh, our friend Don Jameson, you know, kind of shoved Thin Lizzy down my throat and said, "You have to listen <laughs> to them." And he gave me like seven albums to listen to, and I did. And they really are an amazing band. And, Whiskey I, in a jar is a th- everyone think oh it's a great Metallica song it's a Thin Lizzy song. Well, it's actually an Irish folk song, but but what was Thin Lizzy? They were an Irish rock band. Well, good backpedal, Jeffrey. Good backpedal. 
Um, they should be, but they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame again if you're going to use that criteria. I don't know. I think we um, only took five or so per year, you know. So I mean, I think that it, it takes time to spread because they got to spread out each each year. You have to have one of these, one of these, one of these, one of these. It just so happens that there's a whole bunch of great, just regular white guy rock bands, you know, and that yeah. it's good. Therefore, it's going to take a lot longer to get all them in. I think but if I, think- I had to pick five off this list, and I'm only going to say five. Probably six, they'll probably do six. I'll, we'll do six. I think if I'm going to pick six, I think I go with the Foo Fighters as the main one. I say the Go Go's, Jay Z, uh, Iron Maiden, Tina Turner, and the New York Dolls. I think that's a solid class. I think he, I think Rage Against the Machine gets the gets the shit end of the stick only because the Foo Fighters are on the list. If the Foo Fighters weren't on the list, I would actually have to put Rage Against the Machine as the main act going into the fame in the Hall of Fame this year. How do you leave Pat, Pat Benatar off the list again? Well, all right, can I ask you a question? What is the deal with Pat Benatar? Now I know that I know that Stevie Nicks turned you down when you were working at CBS Records, but when you came out of college, you were working at CBS. And I, I did Pat Benatar stick a finger in your butt, Jeff? Is that what it was? I mean, did she? Uh, did, 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 did you hook up with Pat Benatar? Is that what it is? Let me ask you, do you like Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm? I love Lizzie Hale. Okay, you don't have Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm without Pat Benatar. I get that, but there's got to be something, who Jeffrey. Was, who was, name a name a more successful female artist, rock artist than Pat Benatar as a solo artist. Not I'm not talking about Stevie Nicks shit because Pat well, Benatar should have been in it's, it's over Stevie, Stevie Nicks a hundred times over. Uh, Janis Joplin. She's not. I mean, she, she's kind of like almost like a folk artist. Rock, rock. She's not a, a, a. She's rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, she's she's fine. She's fine, but she's. I mean, come on. She, who had more hits? I, I would have been not more successful. Yeah, not more successful. I don't think. Yeah, Pat Benatar and changed her sound from from the from the first couple of albums. You know, I, and again. You talk about a, an artist who dominated a, a, a decade. What what female artist was bigger than Pat Benatar in the eighties, eighties through the, the uh, early nineties? I don't know, Madonna. Yeah, maybe. She, she was, might be uh, bigger. She was a pop. Madonna Ultimately. was a pop artist, not a rock and roller. I'll give you Pat Benatar. What about Cher? I'll give you Pat Benatar. But I'm going to find uh, out the story. Stop, Pat. Stop right. Uh, Cher. Oh, I'll say Cher is bigger than was Get bigger than here. Pat Get Benatar. Bigger than Pat Benatar, yeah. In the eighties, not in the eighties. Yeah, between eighty six and in like ninety two, I would say Cher was way bigger than Pat Benatar. Absolutely. No. Well, she yeah, no. she came back hard with that. Uh, you know, uh, she had a that's huge 90. hit. She was. That's ninety. Found someone. Mm, oh, no, so I found someone. Is, if I found someone is um, Michael Bolton song. Right, but not. But I, I was thinking, uh, strong enough. And uh, do you believe that those no. are '90s songs? No, she had. If I could turn back time, just like Jesse James. That's it. Yeah, you those know. are good songs. I, those yeah. are very good. I think she was bigger. I think she, I think she was bigger than Pat Benatar. I got to tell you, I don't know if she's bigger than Pat Benatar, but she she also was more of a crossover because oh, she was on TV movies, and and sure. did movies. But when you look at it, at, at her body of work and and music that she put out she first of all she didn't put out as much content as pat benatar and as much really good uh content you could look at the first about four to five 
uh, Pat Benatar albums and say these are all really solid albums, if not great albums, and they all have uh, hits on them. I, I just don't get how she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yet you're going to put Stevie Nicks ahead of her. I, I think that, you know, you may have time in your schedule, Jeff, to do a third podcast. And I think it should be a Pat Benatar tribute podcast. <laughs> It'll be a Pat, I Benatar, like Pat Benatar tribute yeah. I think she belongs there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, do she too. had great songs. I, do I just don't have the I just don't have the the complete like utter love and dedication and devotion that Jeff is is exuding about this pet. It's just it's like lust. It's almost lustly. It's not lustly. It's it's just like I hate <laughs> I hate the 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 nondescript criteria that the, the rock and roll uh, hall of fame puts out there and they're going to be the taste makers and they're going to decide who goes in and who who doesn't go in and they're going to put some of these like such utter shit sometimes in the rock and roll hall of fame and they're going to leave out deserving artists if you had you to know, pick I, your sex you think about it, 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 it if you had to pick i was going to say i was going to say that that when you think about uh, these artists, I always think about an era that they dominated. And, and I don't mean, I mean like shorter than an era, but a, but a moment in time when their video was all you saw and that love is a battlefield video. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, Pat Benetton, that was all you saw during that time. So, I mean, it was and it's a horrible video, but popular. Still. <laughs> I mean, they put a lot into it. <laughs> it's a whole story and everything. <laughs> I still hear when I hear that song, I still hear the little, uh, you know, the dialogue from the video kind of oh, like going so in bad. between some of those parts. It's so bad. It's really... it's and the so bed bad. dancing, she couldn't really dance, but they made it shake her shoulders and she had no tits. You know, I, okay. Oh, that was but, ridiculous. Yeah. But still, her, her music was great. And if you're going to talk about dominating uh, uh, an era and you couldn't get away from their, uh, their videos. How about Duran Duran, who's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Was there anything bigger than uh, Rio and the Hungry Like the Wolf? Off the same album, by the way? The Reflex. Yeah, I mean, that was like the, the follow-up album. I mean, they, they were huge. So are they a band that, should, that deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, I would or agree. They just fluff? I, yeah. I would agree. No, they belong. Yeah, I mean, it's, I there's fluff already. You know I mean, it's, you know, it's as yeah. good as some of the other fluff. Now, Jeff, here's my question for uh, Duran Duran. Which uh, which team were you on? Like, who was the poster that was hanging in your bedroom? Were you Simon uh, LeBon? You were a Simon LeBon. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I thought you'd be more of a John Taylor fan, personally. I did like John, John Taylor, but it, I mean, come on, you know, when, when Simon LeBon, you know, on the uh, on the Eiffel Tower singing uh, the, the James Bond song "View to a Kill." Ugh, come on, he was so cool. That's garbage. A great hair. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna make oh, a I was having sex with at the time was into Simon. <laughs> Simon Lapon was 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 the goat, man. He was great. Um and go back to uh, what Pat said before about all these like white guy bands that are gonna just have to wait their turn to get in. You know, if if that's also gonna be a criteria, sticks isn't gonna get in until about like you know 2070. Yeah, yeah it, well, they only have like seven fans that are still alive left. So I think once they all kick off, then they'll probably uh, they'll probably make it in. Yeah, but it'll be when Dennis DeYoung is on his on his deathbed or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not. They've already lost one of the Panazzo brothers. <laughs> yeah. Not as. That's that's great that Pat knows that that reference. That he 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 cited a Panazzo brother reference. You don't get that on a lot of shows, by the way. No, Pat is entirely <laughs> too smart for this fucking dumb podcast. Is what I'm telling you. I, I, here's entire- how smart I am. I actually saw Sticks. I saw Sticks on the Mister Roboto tour. 
Oh, which I know I, is like the everybody everybody craps on it, but when you're 13, 12, 13 years old, you know it's it they it, they were successful in bringing in a lot of new fans that way. You know? I'll do you one better than that, Pat. I mean, I although at, I know their fans hated it. I was I was at that tour and I was brought up on stage and wore the Mister Roboto head. Hey, here's a here's a secret no secret. No I got way. a secret. You both suck for going to that concert. There, <laughs> there's my two cents. Do you know what I have in my queue right now, Sean? What? I still have, you know, from, from uh, concerts that were canceled, Terry and I were supposed to go see Sticks over at the Beacon, and that was one of our backstage meet-and-greet type of things that we had uh, set up. Still not, not much. Still not canceled, just postponed. So listen, uh, Jeffrey, if you had to pick your six off of this list, who, do you, who does your six, uh, what does your six look like? <sighs> I would go Devo. Who's your main one? Like, who's your headlining act? Why is it? First of all, why does it have to be a headlining act? Well, because every year has that one monster act. So, out of that list, who do you think is the monster act that goes in as the main, as the last person? I hate that as a criteria, man. I really do. But if I'm going to do that, I'm going to go Iron Maiden or the Go Go's. See, I would see, I would go Devo, Go Go's, Iron Maiden. Um, I would probably go Todd Rudgren. I'd go Pat Benatar. She's not on the list, Jeffrey. She is. She's still el- eligible. She's not on of, the nominees. That's the first time nominees. No, Jeffrey. She's still is... eligible. She could still get in. But if, if we're only going to go with this first time is I'm going Devo, Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, uh, I would go Todd Rudgrim. And honestly, I don't think anyone else deserves to be a first-time ballot. I'm, you got to go to who are still eligible. And I would go, again, I still go Pat Benatar and maybe. Oh, my God. If, yeah. I, took a sh- if I took a shot for every time you said <laughs> and Pat Benatar Lizzie. in this episode, I'd be dead in the hospital from alcohol poisoning. And then here's another guy that should be on the list before a lot of these other guys. How about Sting? You know, you know, the police are in, but why isn't Sting in as a solo artist? Because he's, too, he, he don't have he's a good... too busy fucking 18 hours a day. That's why. It's good for him that he's fucking 18 hours a day. But he should still be in the rock and roll. Fight. What's the matter, Pat? What's the matter? I'm not a fan of Sting. I, his solo stuff. I mean, yeah, the police were great. You know, the solo stuff, I'm not a fan at all. Can't, I mean, like, uh, I don't even remember what the, uh, what, 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 what did he do? Yeah, like he had. If I ever lose my faith in you, harder feels of gold. Um, Desert Rose. Desert. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't tend to think he belongs in there either. I know. I think wow. the police um, absolutely, I've, but nah, I don't go with that either. I got to agree with my friend Pat over here. Although, yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know what the criteria are, but uh, if I were to give you my mine off of the list you know the new i can give you six easy i would say diva the go-go's iron maiden and uh new york dolls and uh tina turner i think that's five it's five i mean uh, I about five. Todd Rudgren. yeah 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason why not. I've, I, I mean, the, I, I've owned very little of what Todd Rundgren has done, but he's uh, with 10CC, right? That was his. Uh... No, no, we put it in 10CC. Todd Rundgren, did, he was, he was a solo artist. He had the song, um, I, I saw the light. You know, hello, it's me. Those are probably two of his more better known songs. He is the producer. If Jim Steinman wrote "Bad Out of Hell," you you don't get that sound without Todd Rudgren. He, him, and his band were the backing band uh, in that. Um, he had a band called Utopia. That was a, a really uh, good prog rock. Did you say Utopia? Uh, Utopia. I didn't say Utopia. I thought you said Utopia. I'm like, you say you Utopia. Are Utopia. Like Utopia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. No, you, you had the band Utopia. I never, I never knew that. I think you're both way off with the Foo Fighters. I really do. And I'm not just saying that because I'm, I, have, I have a personal connection with the Foo Fighters. I really do. I think they're the biggest rock band in the last 25 years by why, far. Why are they so? Why are they so great? Like why are the why why the Foo Fighters over bands like Farna, Boston? Bad company. Okay, Grand because they're Railroad. all shitty bands, and the Foo Fighters are not aren't. shitty. Ba- they're not shitty bands. Well, look, bad I'm company just, is I'm a just, shitty band. Here, here's how I here's how I, I think. you the. Okay, go ahead, Pack. I was going to say, uh, I, I, this is my terrible memory, but the the Foo Fighters guy who I do like, uh, you know, who is he? Dave Grohl, drummer for Nirvana. Dave Grohl would probably he would probably say, yeah, why should we be in there before Foreigner? Why should we be in there before, you know, ZZ Top or, or whatever? You know what I mean? Well, ZZ I, I Top's think he would agree already. with you. Right. Yeah, but I think he'd agree with you on that kind of bands guy. he just threw out there. Quiet Riot or whatever. He's 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 humble and, and he knows that. To be. Yeah. <laughs> why not? I just I just think that, you know, over the last 25 years, there hasn't been a, a, a lot of tremendous, great new rock and roll. And they have been the biggest rock and roll band. If you put on any rock station for an hour, any station across the country, you're going to hear a Foo Fighters song. No matter what time of the day it is, you're always going to hear that. They put out one of the best rock songs ever long, maybe of all time. It really, it, it holds it, it holds it right up there as a top 10 all-time rock song. Are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you smoking right now? Are you high? No, absolutely ever not. Long, ever long is a top 10 rock song top of all time? Top 10 rock song of all time, without question. I, you're without nuts. Question. Nope, without question. And I'm telling you, the, the difference... It wouldn't even be a top 10 Zeppelin song. It wouldn't even be a top 10 Sabbath song. Everlong wouldn't be a top 10 Iron Maiden song. What are you, you're, you're, what are you even talking about? You're saying Everlong is a top 10 song of all time? A top 10 rock and roll, like a hard rock song, yeah. No, it's, it's not. There. Sure it is. Absolutely. It's a good song. It's not a top 10. It's better than Stairway to Heaven. It's better than, than, than Freebird. It's, it's better than Sweet Home Alabama. I said it's a top 10. I didn't. What does that mean? Then what does that mean? Four. I'm saying, like, if you took Stairway to Heaven, you take your Freebird, you take your, you know, Paranoid, Dream On. Dream On. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit, Sweet Child of Mine, Everlong by the Foo Fighters. I think it belongs in there. I'm not saying it's. I, I don't top. even know if it's top. I don't even know if it's top hundred. Jeff, here's here's the problem with me and you. The problem is you have your version. And I have the truth. 
And that's the biggest issue that we have in this podcast. But no, listen, I, I'm, I'm a firm, I'm staying, I'm standing firm with my thing that the Foo Fighters are, are, are the headline of this class by far. And what, fuck what, if, what makes them so great? Because they put out 13, they put out 13 albums in the past 25 years, which number one is a hard thing to do. Two of them were shit. And listen, two out of 13 being shit, it's not a bad ratio. Okay. Uh, and like I said, he's not only Maiden never put out a bad album, by the way. Uh, Book of Souls ain't yeah. that great. Let's uh, but here's the thing. What about Big Me? What's that? <laughs> Big Me. That's a great I, song. Me. It's a great song. Yeah. But the yeah, thing about yeah. them is they they evolved. They evolved from the first album to the second to the third. And they've always evolved. And he's done more than just music. Like he's a pro- a big proponent of the whole music genre. You know what I mean? Like he he did the Sound City documentary. He did the Sonic Highway. The Sonic Highways alone. I don't know if you know the story behind that, Pat. Uh, they oh. did an album called Sonic Highways, and what they did was they took eight. Uh, major musical cities. They took like, you know, New York, LA, New Orleans, Chicago, uh, Austin, Texas, a couple other cities. And they did like an eight part documentary series on it. And they had all the music written for eight songs and they purposely didn't write lyrics for them. So they, they went out and they interviewed people from all these major cities. And he actually took the, made the lyrics from the songs out of all the clips from the interviews of people that he interviewed. It's a, it was an eight-part series on HBO. It was absolutely amazing. I've watched every one at least a dozen times. And, uh, you know, he did the well, same. When I think of everything that Dave Grohl has said in interviews and whatnot, Dave Grohl, he's, he, he's generally saying stuff that is like pro start a band, pro get out there and, you know, uh, things that are encouraging to people who might have been in a similar position. When I think about that, I think you're winning me over. I, I think that they would belong first ballot because they probably have done more for rock uh, than anybody lately, you know, considering rock is practically, well, that's dead, it. you know. That's it. You're right. Yeah. So you know, I, I, they, I put them. I'd put them in that category. Sure. They carry. Yeah. They carry the torch for rock. Oh I, yeah. I, I I I agree with that, and that's why I'm not saying that they suck. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they suck. I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be in. But I just think what you know, a band like Grand Funk Railroad, you know, their music has stood this test of time. They should be in. Um, I think. Um, I don't know why is it like Kansas the band that's not in that is a great great rock band you know how, you know what about weezer i think weezer, weezer I, know. First, I think weezer yeah i don't think they're eligible yet they're, they're not, not eligible yet no that they actually okay. uh, no they should be eligible they came out in the blue album came out in 95 so they, they should have been eligible this year that was my first know. year of college so yeah that should have been uh sure i thought they came out a little bit later than that I How, think the what new about, album was ninety five. What about Ted Nugent? Why isn't he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, the, the guns, political things. Is yeah, that's no oh, okay, popular because, yeah. because he's not because he's not woke enough. Okay, yeah. he's not mm-hmm. woke. You got you got to be woke to to get into the Rock and Roll no, Hall of Jeff, Fame. The Weezer album what? came out in nineteen ninety four, May of nineteen ninety four. So I was still in high school when that album came out. That's very strange. They should be. They should definitely be on there. Just the first two albums alone, the Blue Album and Pinkerton, are two of the the best albums of that of that that time frame. In my opinion, I think Pinkerton is the best Weezer album. And I think I think when you talk about '90s bands, you know, I mean, 
they're they're different than Rage Against the Machine. I think Rage Rage was an angry political great band and my favorite band of the '90s. But I mean, when you talk about like pop rock bands, Weezer is my favorite band of, of the '90s. In when it comes to that style of music, did you hear their last uh, album? They put out the Teal album, which was all cover songs. Yeah, yeah, it was great. They did a couple a uh, couple songs from that band that you love so much, Toto. Yeah, everyone knows that. They did Africa. And they did Rosanna, too. Okay. Yeah, he also did Take On Me, which was very good, very too. Very good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. How about oh. Boston? Uh, one ah, good album. That doesn't make any sense to me. They belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for sure. That album was, uh, it wasn't just big. It was enormous. It was, it was uh, again, to find an era. You know, I mean, it's uh, a more than a feeling and, and uh, the, the other couple of big hits on that. More it was just one of those rock, records. Rock and roll band. Oh, my God. There's, you're right. And can we also Everybody just say probably it. the greatest suicide of all time, by the way, Brad Delp? I hate that story. But I, come on. Well. Let's just think of it this way, though. How many guys have just taken a bunch of pills or, or done some smack and gone into a bathtub and died? This guy sealed up his goddamn apartment with tape and brought his grill inside and turned it on. That's dedication. Like, look, that's rock and roll. Yeah, it's rock and roll. You take some pills. Uh, you might, you, you might make, you might wake up. You know what I mean? You might wake up. You're hermetically sealing your apartment and you're opening the propane tank on your grill on the inside of your friggin' apartment. It's got kudos. Now, you got kudos. Now, now, no one thinks That's that uh, Fella Cootie should be in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, it sounds like a foot disease. No clue. Yeah, I have no yeah. idea who that is. Yeah. Fella Again, Cootie. Yeah, you know, mm. you know that, that, that woke John Weiner, you know, the editor of, of, of Rolling Stone, is going to push to put this fucking band or solo performer in there, like over Pat Benatar. Yeah, I think he played the uh, thing that sounds like on the front on Paul uh, Simon's uh, Graceland album or something. Yeah, he, really? he, he played the he played the washboard. Yeah, that's what I think he did. Yeah, I, 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 like like the no one Oomba, knows. Who, Oomba. Yeah, no one knows who Fella Cootie is, and you, and, and it's just a, you know what it, again. It's what pisses me off about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they're gonna force it down your throat. It's not it's 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 not deserving, you know. How about the B fifty twos? Should the B fifty twos be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I would I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. uh, discard them. I mean, they've been a, a huge band for the last forty years. I would put them in before Fella Cooty or Shaky Booty, whoever his name is. I you know um, I I put Culture Club in before Fella Cooty. All right, let's not go crazy, Jeffrey. Listen, big band. You had about three, four, you know, big albums. You know, how about Squeeze? Uh, maybe, maybe. I like Squeeze. I don't know if they're rock and roll. I mean, yeah. but that doesn't just stop anybody. What would you say they are? They're more of like a like a popish rock band, I would think. But I'm going to see them this year on my birthday, Jeffrey. They're opening up for Hall and Oates. So I'll let you know in August. Ah, Squeeze is a good band. Where, where are they playing? PNC? Hall and Oates must be in. PNC. Well, I don't know if Hall and Oates is in. That's a good question. Hall and Oates are in. Are they? Yes. Kiss? 
Are Kiss is Kiss in there? Kiss, Kiss went in a couple of years ago. Yes, they're in. Don't yeah, they had, no, the, like they had the famous like you know the, the four of them had to be dicks, especially Gene and Paul, and not uh not perform. That's you know what I'm an asshole because I was at the Hall of Fame in 2014 when Kiss and Nirvana went in, and Hall and Oates was inducted the same year. Yeah, you see, you weren't paying attention. You probably were out getting beers, you know. For when no, you know why, there. Jeffrey? Because I got the tickets for $16 on StubHub, and I was literally the second to last row from the in the top from the Barclays Center, and I was terrified of falling over, so I sat in my seat the whole time while everybody was standing, and I probably missed half the show by not being able to see it. I that's, to- that's a class right there. That's an well, inductee. Right? Those are... Hall and Oates, Kiss, and Nirvana. All in one year, right? Good year. That's, that, that is a, like, who's the headliner on that one? It was Nirvana. Really? Oh, we Kiss? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was Nirvana. Well, because Kiss didn't perform, too. You got to remember, Nirvana got back together to perform, and they had all the extra get the guest singers to fill in for him. That's, that's such dicks. They really should have performed that night. They, you know, for they're 15 assholes. Minutes, you know, they, they're, they, they're they, just... There's, there's, there's no excuse for it. I used to work the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, inductions in um, in the 90s. It used to be at the in the ballroom at the Waldorf Astoria. And I mean, those were great nights. They were wild. That was that was at the one time I um, was with uh, Jimmy Page. He gave me his guitar. And, you know, George, another year, George Benson gave me his guitar. It was it was, it was like great. Key, I mean, or just to hold. <laughs> I was gonna keep it, and then like the security came over and said, "You know, you really can't keep this guitar." Hey Pat, just okay. so you know, that year, the 2014, it was Nirvana, Kiss, Peter Gabriel, Hall and Oates, Cat Stevens, and Linda Ronstadt. That's a hell of wow, a that is that's an, a all fun, names. All that's names. A monster, monster club. <laughs> Obviously, Linda Ronstadt didn't perform because she was sick at that time, but I got to see Cat Stevens perform, which was kind of great. Um. I, I don't know. I like Cat Stevens, but he's hilarious. Isn't he more of a comic, though? Cat Stevens? <laughs> he's not a comic. Yeah. Young black comic, Cat Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, man, Yeah, on that note. On that note, we are gonna, we, we're going to wrap this up and uh, go enjoy a little bit of uh, Valentine's Day. Um Pat Dixon, where could people find you? How could uh, people uh, follow the Pat Dixon? Uh, if people are into Compound Media. That's the best way. Watch Crime Report there. But uh, new episodes of New York City Crime Report coming on audio all the time on uh, you know, iTunes, wherever you get podcasts. New York City Crime Report is a funny podcast about true crime people can enjoy. Uh, you know, it's crime news you can laugh at. I think that's the best way. But, uh, you know, since this is a rock and roll show, I want to mention Too Woke to F. Uh, that's the number two and the word woke and the number two again and F. Too Woke to F. And it's a, sort of a, sat- a political satire podcast set to music, uh, for, you know, for the most part, a lot of music in it and stuff. And uh, I, I get a real kick out of it. That's something I wanted to mention. So people can find that wherever they get podcasts as well. Appreciate the uh, chance to say all that. Listen, we appreciate you being uh, on the show with us and being our first return guest, man. It's, it was a, a pleasure having you back on. Absolutely. And I, I would love to talk about the Rolling Stones sometime when Vanessa Hollingshead isn't on to refute everything that I say. <laughs> Yeah, listen. He's a Beatles uh, fan. My dear friend, one of my dearest friends in comedy, my comedy big sister, 
but Jesus Christ, Captain ADD. <laughs> she really is. But yeah, we will definitely do yeah. a, a full Rolling Stones hour with you one time, Mr. Dixon. Yes. I, any, right. Anything, man. It's, it's fun to be here with you guys. Appreciate it. It's well, our pleasure. Later, Jeff. Jeff John, take, take us out. Uh, thank you once again for watching, uh, listening to Who's Your Band. Please hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Let's build those numbers back up. Uh, next week, we have an amazing guest. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You got to stay tuned and find out. So for Jeffrey Paul and myself and our special guest, Pat Dixon, thank you for checking out Who's Your Band, and we will see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. <laughs>